3CR would like to acknowledge the Kula Nation, true owners, caretakers and of the lands that we are broadcasting on today. Welcome to 3CR's Raising Our Voices. Today we're going to talk about having a say conference and I think we've got Kevin on the line. Good afternoon, Kevin. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Kevin. How are you going? Good. Is that James? Is that? Yes, yes, it is James. Yes. yes. Sorry, James, Kevin. Sorry. Very good. Thank you. Yes, I met you at having a say conference in Geelong, actually. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, that's a good place to meet. Oh. Yes. Okay. I think I met um, you. I think I met you at the dinner dance, actually. Jeez, uh, I hope I wasn't too sweaty. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you're at the front desk. Uh, I think. Yeah, in the mosh pit. Not in the mosh pit, pit. yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that's it, yeah. That's good. Um, I've got a question for you, Kevin. What is uh, the Having a Say conference? So it's been going for 21 years now, which is amazing. Um, and it started out 21 years ago with the intent of giving people with intellectual disability a voice and a platform to, to raise their voice from. Um, and uh, first conference was about 250 people. Back then it was called Having a Say in the Country because mm. we wanted to give that opportunity to people in rural areas, but each year it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and we came to Geelong and it was so big we couldn't go to any smaller town, so it's mm. stayed in Geelong for the last, God, I don't know, 11, 12 years maybe, um, and it now is the biggest mm. conference for people with disability, particularly people with intellectual disability, Certainly in Australia, maybe in the world, it's uh, three days um, of intense discussion and intense seri- and serious fun. Um, it's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Um, how many people attended the conference? So uh, this year there was around 1,300 people um, and we had over uh, 100 volunteers and uh, 100 hundred or so presenters with uh, people with uh, people with disabilities um, primarily and um, and um, for those who don't know the conference is organized at different levels uh, it's a valid conference and at, at the local level within Geelong there's a group of around 30 people with disabilities who come together every month um, having a say local reference committee and they organize um, all the social and um, uh, you know, all the events around the conference. What are Valid and what do they do? Okay, so, so Valid, is, it stands for Victorian Advocacy League for Individuals with Disabilities. And we're a human rights-focused organisation. We've been around for 30 or so years. Um, and our mission is to support people with intellectual disability to take their place as equal citizens within... Australian community and um, and to pursue human rights framework and agenda um, and we're funded by the state government to provide individual advocacy support to people with intellectual disability, adults with invisibility um, and their families across Victoria. So our core business is individual advocacy but we also do a range of other sort of related things, we do systemic advocacy, speaking to government and to the community about the issues affecting people. We do a whole range of capacity building and training stuff, teaching people how to be strong self-advocates, teaching families how to support their sons and daughters to be strong self-advocates. 
and working within the community to open up opportunities for people with disability to participate in mainstream stuff. So um, uh, we've got about 35 staff currently. Um, that that goes up and down according to the whims of funders and all of that. But um, you know, after 30 years, we're, we, we we sort of feel like we're pretty strong, um, but need to be a lot stronger to do the job that's out there. Lots of vulnerable people needing support. James, how was the conference when you attended last week? It was very good and uh, I attended last week and uh, it was great. It was very, uh, lots of people to meet up with and lots of people doing different talks and yeah. yeah I thought, I thought the conference was very good and the, because uh, I went last February 2019 I think. And it was good, and I went up with a group, I think. Yeah. Well, certainly, you know, um, that, well, that's great to hear. Mm. Um, and and um, that's that's what we think, too. We just, yeah, there's lots of, lots of volunteers to meet up with and lots of different yeah. different uh, booths to... Lots of, lots of information with different pamphlets there was a lot of people giving out pamphlets at the com- at the conference and yep. got to meet up with people that I, kn- that I knew at the conference like um yeah. one of the things i like about it too james is we every year we give awards mm. conference gives awards to yes, people and we yes. valid partners with reinforce which is mm. the the oldest and strongest self-advocacy group um in australia really for people with interest and we partner with them to um, to give the Pentland Banfield Award, um, which Nor- is, is dear to Norrie's heart, I'm sure. Um, and this year that award was given to Sonia, um, I forget her second name, sorry, cool. from yeah. Tasmania, um, who is a very strong advocate for the rights of parents who have an intellectual disability. Um, so it's just a great great to be able to actually honour mm. honor the efforts of people um, who, are, who are involved in this struggle. Oh, good, Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I thought the conference was really good and um, most of the volunteers did a ma- magnificent job. But I'm certainly congratulating Sonia, who won the Banfield and David mm. and um, Pentland Award. So my congratulations to her. Yeah. Stunning, wasn't it? Yeah. It would really, be, yeah. Yeah. And the other great highlight too around that was Robert Martin, who's... Uh, a self-advocate from New Zealand who's yeah. become very prominent on the national stage with Inclusion International. He, he's pretty awesome. He's been knighted. He's now Sir Robert Martin. Mm. And we have the Robert Martin Annual Award. So now to be able to call that the Sir Robert Martin Award. <laughs> but he's certainly been around for years, that uh, Robert yeah, Martin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's, um, it's just great to have heroes. It's just, you know, this movement deserves heroes. There are people like, you know... Oh, God, Colin, he's go, you know, and Amanda and, and uh, Janice and yeah. Norrie and, yeah. Yeah, yes. you know, yeah, just all being able to honour the yeah. memory of people like Doug Pentland and David Pantles and that. You know, we, we can't, this movement's not going to survive if we don't honour our heroes and, and respect each other, you know? Yeah, it's good to honour our, our, um, our good patrons from our, our organisation like um, David and Doug. So yeah, they were they were really good friends. I know that to me. That well, David was in my in my opinion. He uh, yeah. was very close to me as a f- yeah. good friend. Yep, 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 yep. And I and I and I hope he'd be proud 
to know that his name is living on through that award, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. Um, is, is there a DVD of the conference? Yep. Yep, every year um, we produce a, a DVD. takes a little while to get to get, put it together, but mm. um, it's a pretty fantastic uh, record. And, you know, mm. I think last year's video went for over two hours. You can pick out what mm. you know, the highlights and things you want. You can navigate your way through it. Yeah, yeah. We sort of um, it captures an awful lot of the conference, and, and people really do value it. We've got some people mm. who've come to every conference, um, and they, they have this uh, video collection, and they they look at it throughout the year, and um, they use it to to do fundraising in their local communities to try and get money to sponsor people to come. Like I was up in Mildura, um last year, and you know they have this sort of uh, fund, fundraising night to send delegation of self advocates to the conference. Um, you know, it's uh, and, and, the, and the videos will be part of that. So it's, what, it's amazing just to see how people have really um, have latched onto it as, as an opportunity to to celebrate. You know, it's pretty good. Kevin, can you tell our listeners about Kevin Martin, please? About Robert Martin. About Robert yeah. Martin. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I don't know Kevin Martin. I'm sorry. sure he's a nice guy. Sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> hey, no, no worries. Robert Robert Martin, um, well, he's a bloody legend. Um, I first met him 20 years ago, 90 or longer than 20 years. Um, uh, in in um, we were at a conference together in the Hague in the Netherlands, and he was this powerful man with intellectual ability from New Zealand who was standing up very strongly at the conference, talking about the need to close institutions around the world, um, and um, Robert had lived his life, his younger life, in an institution and um, at, and as he'll tell you himself, he was he was known to have a few uh, what they call challenging behaviours. He was challenging the system constantly. He wanted to get out and he wanted other people to get out. He eventually got out and um, he led, um, was one of the people who led the, uh, the, the, the marches to close institutions in New Zealand and um, he then took that fight um, onto the international stage and he visited lots of countries around the world and he became part of Inclusion International's move to have self-advocates at the table rather than just the service providers within Inclusion International. Um, and um, so, and over the years, we, we kept bringing Robert out to the conference here because we felt that he was a great leader. We have lots of great local leaders too, uh, but Robert had, had taken that next level, that step up to that international level. Um, and... Um, he was appointed, he was the first person within Glasgow to address the United Nations, which was a major achievement. Um, he also got elected, uh, his job now, he was uh, nominated to go on to the United Nations Committee uh, that visits each of uh, countries around the world that sign on to the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. So Robert is part of a 16-man, 16 16-person 16 committee uh, that um, visits countries and basically investigates whether they are living up to the UNCRPD and then writes a report to governments telling them where they're failing or succeeding. And that's a really important role that Robert... That was the reason he wasn't at the conference last week, that he was off uh, performing that role. So it's an incredibly important role. And as I said, he was uh, recognised uh, last year by the New Zealand um, government um, in their uh, honours and has been... Would, you know, and he was knighted. He is now a sir 
So, you know, as I say, what, what, a, what, a, what an awesome leader he is. Oh, well, so he's, he's a legend in its own right there, Kevin, but mm. he's Absolutely. gone on to bigger and better things now, which is good. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and I guess what the conference, what we want the conference to demonstrate, is that everybody can become the leader of their own life. At the, many people think they just think they have to follow people who tell them what to do. Robert's a great example of somebody who said, "No, I'm not going to follow. I'm going to lead," and he started leading his own life, and now he leads the way for others. And that's what the conference does: it provides that opportunity for people to actually learn from others and 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 to to see that. They don't have to live in, in, um, in, in, in the shadow of other people. They can, you know, let their own light shine and get out there and actually change the world, uh, which is what self-advocacy is all about. So I know that Doug was in that sort of um, same situation. That, um, he wanted all institutions to be closed. And I think it's a good thing that Robert um, was doing that. Well, Doug... Doug actually turned the light on for me. Oh, no, no, not for you, no, yeah. no, yeah. no. I mean for Robert. Yeah, he no, was... Robert, Robert, Robert turned, is, is, yeah, Robert's fantastic. But I just, I, what I was meaning to say was that Doug, Doug lit up the world in his own way mm. and he, he inspired, Doug Pentland inspired lots and lots of people across Australia, including me. I'll never forget listening to, uh, to Doug speak the first time and up until then I hadn't really understood the importance of of of, um, of self advocacy, um, and uh, it was Doug who just he, he persuaded me very quickly that it's the only way forward. And um, he was an incredible leader. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys miss him. I'm sure we all we, do. we all do actually. We all do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do, does the NDIS fund people to attend the conference? Yeah, um, the NUS doesn't actually pay for people to come to the conference. It doesn't pay for um, their registration. No, it doesn't. Which, and I have to say, the registration is not a lot. Mm. Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty cheap conference. But mm. the NDIS, if you are an NDIS participant um, and you put it into your plan, they can mm. pay staff to support you at the conference to travel, yeah, yeah. And participate at the conference. A lot of people, you know, need support to to um, to get there and mm. uh, attend and care, etc. So. Um, and that funding can come from your core supports budget. If you know the NDIS lingo, mm. if you're in your plan, you ask for um, for that support to be there. They can put that into your core supports, and they can um, uh, they can help staff to, uh, to to get there. If you need if you need other costs like for accommodation and registration mm. and transport, you can ask your planner for capacity building mm. support or funding. And, that, and you can still get that through the NDIS as well. You just and um, and if anyone's got any questions about that, mm. they can always contact us, and we've got information on, on what they need to tell their planner. Okay. And most of the organisations down there that we've seen that um, we did have um, the NDIS resp- um, sponsor some of the uh, groups yeah. that were there. Yeah. Um, I, look, I, and it's really interesting now because I, I I was worried about four or five years ago that most of the people who were coming to the conference were coming because their organisations were supporting them to come. And I was worried that with the change to the NDIS, maybe uh, maybe it would be harder for individuals to get support to come. But in fact, you know, the fact that we had 1,300 people, mm. I think what we're seeing is that they have people have worked out, they love the conference 
so much they are talking about it in their plans and we are seeing people get accessing the NDIS support. So if that's if that's true, then I think the conference is going to get bigger and bigger every year because there are lots and lots of people who are finding out about it, you know? And um, I reckon it will get bigger and bigger and better every year, I reckon. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, let, 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 let's hope that um, let's hope that uh, continues to uh, succeed. I mean, the, the dance, I think, you know, uh, James, I think, mentioned before, oh. you know, uh, the, the dinner disco. I mean, yeah. just uh, 650 people on the dance floor and that band, it's mm. pretty bloody awesome. And, yeah, uh, I, I, and I think people... As people start to hear about just how much fun it is, um, more and more people want to be part of it. So, um, and it's not just the fun; it's the it's the participating in those very important discussions about the NDIS, about public transport, mm. about the mm. disability support pension, about employment. It's all those important discussions, and people are starting to realise that the conference is a way where they can talk directly to the decision makers because the decision makers come along too. They're sitting quietly in the room a lot of the times. They come to the dinner. Um, so the people from the NDIS, the, the, the government, TAC, all sorts of people come along and it gives them the opportunity to hear directly from people with disability about the problems that they that, that they, they, they um, need support for. So, yep, it's working pretty well. Well, that's good. Uh, we're going to go into a music break now and um, we'll come back and uh, have something uh, more. It's deadly. Have you heard? I'm as free as a bird. Us brothers, sisters, listen well. Hear our voices making better choices so we can tell. I found a human, no judge our disability. Listen, look, learn about our ability. All shades and sizes, all colors in between. We are one, we are many, we just want to be seen. Every now and then I think, yesterday we were stolen. Even though we had ID, today we walk free. If together we can walk, then together we can talk. You can understand us. Toss around inside, we didn't have a key There was no we could hide, now that's our legacy Walked away from the cells, walked away from the abuse And institutions where I held, there was no excuse So we have to fight, to have the right To lead our life, just to live That was time to forgive So Yeah, now come on and steady, steady Hey brothers and sisters are deadly Now let's look to the future Let's all mend our sutures and welcome us to your community and celebrate unity. Let's show the way to a brighter day. Day, day, day. Now we can walk a new road hand in hand to protect our beautiful land and to be free to eternity. Honoring who we are and our identity. I'm proud to be Aborigine and also I'm proud to be a D. If together we can walk, we can walk. then together we can talk. Understand us, you can be around us, cause we don't bite, so no need for stage fright. 
Listening to 3CR's Community Radio, and you're listening to Raising Our Voices. And our special guest today, we're talking with Kevin Stone, the CEO of Valid um, for Valid. And there is one more question. Um, yeah, what can? How, where can people find out more information about Valid and at uh, having a say conference? So people who are on the internet can find our website. It's www.valid.org.au and you can go to the website and then follow that. There's a link to our conference, Having a Say. There's also information about all the things that we do. Um, Or they can um, just give us a call and we can send stuff if they're not on the internet. Um, And um, just, just give us a call and we can... We give lots of information to people. Uh, we, we Valid supports um, a whole lot of peer action groups around Victoria, um, and people can find out about them off the website too. But they give people an opportunity to come along and participate in all sorts of discussions. Um, uh, we've got peer support groups around uh, for, for people who are NDIS participants, so that's for people to talk about how their plans are working and. That sort of stuff. We've got one peer support group for parents of people who have behaviours of concern, and that gives families the opportunity to sort of talk through, you know, how, how they're going about um, getting a better deal for their sons and daughters. Uh, we've got um, self-advocacy groups or networks that we support um, across Melbourne. Um, large self-advocacy networks. We have uh, bi-monthly mm-hmm. meetings and get a hundred or so oh. people. Uh, to each of those meetings. Um, Tell us more. And those people, uh, mainly people with interest, coming um, from all sorts of services across uh, Melbourne in particular. So there are other ways people can get information about what we're, we're, we're doing. We have expos, like today actually, as we're speaking, um, uh, where there's a, an expo that Ballard's uh, running down in sale. So... Um, at, at the Having a Say conference we, last week, we had our big Our Choice Expo. We had about 100 exhibitors in addition to the conference. But we're doing that throughout the year. We run those expos right through country Victoria as well, making sure that people with disability and families are aware of the choices that are available to them um, and, um, and, and giving them information and support to make sure they're, they're choosing good providers and getting good, getting good deals. So Valid's pretty pretty active out there. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do anything we can to make sure people get their rights respected. What we're planning to do for next year um, is reinforce um, putting together... Like we're just planning it up now. We've started going to get a banner and we're going to get bigger and better. We're going to have T-shirts yeah, and, yeah. and pamphlets and what too, have yeah. you. So we're going we're gonna to be huge... The next year's um, having a say conference. Cool. Oh, that's great, mate. And, and anything we can do to help you, just let me know, okay? Okay. Yeah, no, we'd, we'd love to see that. Kevin, uh, tell us more about some of the 
activities of the conference? Well, so to me, there are always a number of highlights, okay? Um, and there are all sorts of highlights, particularly, um, uh, I'll tell you about this, this highlight. It actually didn't happen at the conference. It happened on the Wednesday night at about 10.30. I was sitting at home after the conference recovering, and I get this email from a stranger. Um, her name was Ruth. I don't know the woman. But she got my email address off the website, I think. And she was writing to tell me. She said, she said that she and her husband were travelling back from Geelong to Melbourne on the train at 3.27 that afternoon. And on the train was this young man who was blind and had uh, other disabilities uh, who was raving the whole time about his life being changed by going to the conference. And he just kept saying it was awesome. And he asked his permission to talk with them about it. And she said by the end of the rail journey, they, they, this guy had managed to change their lives because he'd given them an insight into the issues that he was facing. Um, but for me, that's one of the most amazing you know, highlights of the conference. It does change people's lives. The other, the other big highlight for me was the advocacy dinner on the yeah. um, Tuesday night. As I said, 650 people on the dance floor is hard to beat. The band's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Um, at, at the same time, in another reason, there's a hundred, there's a hundred or so people who are in a in the advocacy dinner, a more quiet, sedate sort of room, listening to a guest speaker. And the guest speaker was Mary Mallett, who's the CEO of the Disability Advocacy Network of Australia, Dana. And Mary was just stunning, just sensational. She talked about the importance of advocacy and self-advocacy, the importance. Um, of it, uh, of making sure that people's voices were being heard by government, making sure that advocacy and self-advocacy is properly funded, and unless it is, then the, the, the vision of the NDIS is not going to be fulfilled. Um, and so she talked, you know, pretty passionately um, and, um, and for about, about half an hour, 40 minutes, um, and um, we, we learnt so much from that, but we all came out of that experience understanding that we've got a big job ahead of us as a sector. Um, we've got the NDIS that's happening, and that's great, but Mary's dead right that unless advocacy and self-advocacy are funded properly and are a big part of it, then the NDIS is going to be dominated by bureaucrats and service providers and others, and they'll tell people with disability what their choices are. They'll tell them what they should think and what they should choose. And for people with intellectual in particular, self-advocacy needs to be funded properly so that people with disability can make those choices for themselves. Unless it's done properly, unless it's funded properly, then they'll, they'll remain captive and silent um, and um, will have lost an opportunity to get a much better disability system because of it. So, you know, the conferences, uh, I guess in those two highlights, the dinner, the, the, the fun on the disco, but then the depth and the, uh, yeah. the, the strength of mm. its messages, mm. that's what the conference is about. It's fun, but it's bloody meaningful, you know, yeah. and it's powerful, and that's what we need. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you. Okay, we're just about out of time, so we'd like to thank um, you for your time there, Kevin, and uh, we're just going to have to wrap it up. So tune yeah, in well, next month for Raising Our Voices on 8.55am. Thank so you. So thanks for your time, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. No, thanks for the opportunity, guys. See you next year, eh? Or see you sooner than hopefully. Yeah. Tune in next month to 
Raising our voices at 3CR on 855 AM. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.